0: and welcome to let's talk autism with shannon and nancy and i am nancy alspel jackson
1: and i'm shannon penrod and thrilled thrilled to be here programming note that we are pre-recording this the night before you're seeing it so we did this last night on wednesday you guys will see it tomorrow on thursday and i'll be watching with you live So if you're there, you can be chatting with me, uh, go ahead and write into the chat right now. The show will premiere live on autism network and on Facebook and on YouTube and Twitter and about a dozen other sites. Traven can show those to you right now. And it will also podcast later on today to all the places that you get your podcasts. We are a free download. We supremely love it when you guys subscribe, when you comment, when you tell a friend about us by putting their name into the chat we love it when you review us on itunes i said this the other day it's the highest most prized thing that you can do for any podcast is to subscribe and to do a review for us on itunes so love it when you guys do that because it means that more people find us. We are a free resource and and so we appreciate doing that. Uh and I I don't know if I left something else out, but we hope that you guys will write in and participate. We do listen to the things that you guys say in the chat even though we're not live right now. I'll respond in the chat if you have a question or an update. We've got great guests today too, oh, Nancy. two
0: powerhouse women, Shannon. Yes. Neely. Really, I read their bios and I'm like,
1: good. I, I know. What have they not done, right? It and, just made uh, me tired. I wanted to go back to bed. I was like, I, I can't, can't. I, I know. I, we we I, worn out reading their bios, but amazing women. So
0: we're going to talk to them about the Magallum Community Circle, which is just an amazing resource for our young adults and teenagers on the spectrum that we want our community to know about. So many programs, classes, special events. So we're going to be talking to them a little bit later
1: after we get to in the news right shannon absolutely so uh let's start with and i and i mentioned this slightly on yesterday's show but our beloved amy schumer is in the news again and we just absolutely love her and we love her take on autism we love that she's a positive force and speaks out about how much she loves her husband and that that his traits on the spectrum or why she loves him, not in spite of it. I mean, it's just rah-rah, Amy, all the way for that. They have a child now, and their child is two and a half. And in a recent interview, uh, some, the, the reporter asked Amy how she felt about the p- possibility that her child might be on the spectrum. And I loved almost 100% of her answer, because she talked about not being afraid, not being fearful, loving him for who and how he is and said you know we'll cross that bridge when we come to it but the thing that has us all in a flare like the entire autism community had a meltdown when this hit the airwaves yesterday can you guess why Nancy do you do you want to share with everybody why because uh, she's do, she says that if uh, that you know she doesn't think that kids get diagnosed until around six or seven. Right. Which I know I was shocked at that. Um, yeah, six
0: or seven. I I know. I don't know where she gets that number, but do you know where
1: she got that number from? Because statistically that is the average age that someone gets a diagnosis, but that's That's like the number that we all cringe when we hear that, because that means that there, because remember that there are people who are getting their diagnosis now at 45 or 52, but that's because those 52 year olds have been averaged with all of the two and a half year olds who get diagnosed. So I could see where if she Googled that and said, oh, the average age is that, but that's not. That, that number is useless to people. Exactly. It's, that's not the thing to follow.
0: Yeah, Shannon, hopefully people have corrected her on this. And, um, she now has been set straight that they can diagnose as early as even a year and a half. Yeah. Certainly by two. Uh, one of my greatest regrets is that my son was not diagnosed correctly till he was four and did not start receiving services till he was four and three quarters. And I'm telling all of you listening out there, if you, you know, as early as you think you might see something, go get an assessment done right away. The earlier, the better. Take it from me
1: as somebody who's lived it. And, you know, I'm a, I'm in the, on the same page with you that I consider myself very lucky because my son got a diagnosis at two and a half. But I, I mourn the half year when I I wasn't, I was standing in line and I didn't know which line to get in um, because I think everyone, and I, I really honestly do hope and pray that Amy saw everybody saying, no, 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 you got to do this now. But I hope and pray that she knows that it's because early intervention is what's shown to be the most effective at not changing him. We want to make sure that Amy knows they're not going to change anything about him. They're just going to be able to identify that he's going to learn in some very different ways and that we would want to change some of our teaching strategies to help him to be able to learn in the way that's right for him, which is not going to be the same as anybody else. Um, That it's got to be very individualized according to him. I sort of wish that everybody got taught that way instead of these puppy mills that we have where we send kids all to kindergarten and we see what sticks and then we decide well, it didn't stick with this child so now let's pull them over and evaluate them and see what learning less i wish that all of our kids got individualized teaching because the world would be a better place but the fact remains that is not the thing and if your kid does need that individualized education plan you're even Amy Schumer is going to have to fight for it. Um, So we hope that she's gotten the message.
0: You know, Shannon, I was kind of like, well, wow, good for her. I don't know that I could be that positive about the possibility that my child could have autism. She did say um, having a child with severe autism is beyond my imagination difficult. So thank you for saying that, Amy, because I'm glad you acknowledge that. It's not all, uh, you know. Yes, rainbows and
1: unicorns. And unicorns. No, I, <laughs> as yeah, I know I know I was I you've accused me before of thinking that it's all farting rainbows. It isn't. <laughs> uh so there's even Nancy there's a chapter in my book that 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 uh is titled Farting Rainbows because of you. Okay, uh, great. So, great. <laughs> but anyway, uh moving on to our next story which bo- boiled my blood a little bit. Uh we, we've we got someone who has put a claim against a company called Castle Branch, claiming that they discriminated against them because they disclosed their autism diagnosis.
0: Yeah. And I don't know. It says Castle Branch is a screening company, I don't, screening firm. I don't know quite what that means. I know they're based in Wilmington, North Carolina, which is very close to where I was born. It's in Salem. I know Wilmington well. Uh, I'm not quite sure what Castle Branch does. It's a
1: document uh, a screening.
0: Document screening? Okay. Yes. Um, and Ariel Whitaker is the person who is suing Castle Branch in federal court, and she claims that uh, they discriminated against her, and she, re- she had requested to work from home for medical reasons, according to the lawsuit and they placed her on a 30-day performance improvement plan, citing unprofessional communication on their instant messaging platform.
1: So here's the thing that really tears my ticket is that she says that when she was placed on the improvement plan, that she asked for a couple of things. She said, can you please tell me what I did that was wrong in this communication and um, because Part of this diagnosis that I have says that I have a social deficit and that learning this is going to be a little bit, you know, more arduous for me. It's going to be quicker than maybe it would be if you just handed this guideline to someone else. Can you assign me someone that I work with that before I push send on an instant message, I could have the potential to run it by them? And the company, I, I think on the first one, claims that she never asked for direction about what she did that was wrong or how to fix it. But they do say that she did ask for someone to help her and that it was over the top. It would be too arduous for them that they couldn't, they, as a company, they don't have the bandwidth to do that. And and I hope that uh, in court, everybody sees through this and says, this is not appropriate. Um, yeah, I the whole
0: thing um, is suspect to me, and at this point, based on this article, uh, I would say Ms. Whitaker has a great case against do this company, Castle
1: Branch. Can I say that I, I have been fortunate enough many times Uh, especially in the last 10 years, to be in a position where I was working alongside and with individuals who are on the autism spectrum. And I I wanna say that a lot of it was perfect and wonderful and fabulous and above and beyond, Uh, but certainly some of it, we ran into difficulties. There were things where we had to communicate and say, oh, you know what, for our work environment, we would wanna change this a little bit. And then go to the person and say, What do you need? How can we do something different? What information would you like to have? As as I am wont to say, we had to communicate our took is off. And it, it forced us to be better. It, it across the board, it forced us to be better. And I, I'm not gonna sit here and say to anybody that we did it perfectly because I don't believe in that, but. If, if companies aren't willing to start to do this, uh, I fear for these people because it's going to bite them in the tuchus, um because people are going to start saying, we don't want to use your service. But not only that, statistically, let's be honest here. All the people that are saying that, oh, no, she didn't ask for us for that and and we can't do that. They're going to know and love somebody who's on the spectrum very soon, if not already. And when their loved one encounters that, they're going to have to stop and go. Oh, wait a second! I'm a part of the problem. Right. Instead, I just hope everybody learns. That's just uh, where where I think we're both coming from. Yeah. And then our last story touched my heart. I made me cry. It was so beautiful. Um, my understanding is that this actually happened last summer or last okay. early fall. Okay. It's on um, USA Today. USA Today. Yeah, but but right. USA Today just put it out the other day, but it's been on many other sites. Because when I went back and started looking, because just so you know, Nancy, I was asking, I, I'm already reaching out asking if they would like to be on the show. Fantastic. But we're talk- right? We're talking about Jonah and Sam Waldron brothers. And recently one of the brothers was getting married um, Jonah was getting married and he asked his younger brother, Sam, who happens to be on the spectrum to be his best man. And Sam, of course, wanted to do that and worked with his dad on a speech and then got up to speak at the wedding. And there's a recording of it and get out, not, not one hanky, not five hankies, get them all out because you will lose your mind. Am I wrong, Nancy? Oh,
0: it's so wonderful. And, uh, Jonah and his beautiful wife, um, Both have their handkerchiefs out because Sam just brought everybody to tears. And he was funny, too, I have to say. He had some really great zingers there. So you can see this online. We urge everybody to take a look at it. And what I love, too, about this story is that Jonah was inspired to become a special education teacher because of Sam. And um, just all around a feel-good story. So look it up and, and watch this speech. It's so heartfelt and so
1: wonderful. And and one of my favorite parts, I mean because you sit you you see Sam talking and he he does such a beautiful job and you see Jonah's reaction, but then you see the bride as you said, get out her hanky because she's crying and it just became very evident that I you know, I always say siblings are the best people on the face of the earth that they learn how to be better people because they're there with their siblings and, and that's what they learn. But, you know, you sometimes worry about when they go to get married and will their significant other understand it and get it. And it it looks like in this case that Madison really does. And that made my heart sore. I was, I was so thrilled for that. I hope they're all exceptionally happy and we're reaching out, trying to get them on the show. So
0: that's our news today, but do check that out. I wanted to show something. Wyatt, oh my gosh, yes, yes, Wyatt painted this last night in about an hour. Another cow, he loves to paint cows, and uh, this is his second cow painting. And uh, Shannon, this sold to somebody you
1: know, CC Dillon. So Cindy, who used to be our uh, production assistant on the show, I saw that on Facebook, she was uh, all a Twitter about it, not to mix metaphors here, but that she super duper loved it. And Cindy, uh, who, you know, was amazing on our show and and worked so hard. And I miss her so much. She has gone on though, you know, she got her advanced degree and now she's a counselor for drug and alcohol. And she has her new office and she's decorating her office. So I love that Wyatt's painting is gonna hang there. Uh, I particularly, I'm particularly. i sorry, you were gonna say? She has
0: a son on the spectrum.
1: Yes. And, and he is
0: now no longer testing on the spectrum. He had Asperger's and she said he no longer uh, qualifies as being on the spectrum, but she went through. So she identifies in so many ways. And what I love is when Wyatt's artwork finds a home where people love the backstory.
1: Uh. And, and can I tell you, and, and not to get too emotional about it, that Cindy's son, who uh, was diagnosed as you know, being on the spectrum, is now serving in our military. Oh, and wow. and he was standing by every day and may potentially be going overseas. So, you know, keep keep a good thought for, for Cindy okay. and her family about that. Um, he's an incredible young man and serving our country bravely. Uh, but I wanted to say, Nancy, if you would show the painting again, uh, it's, and, and try to hold it still. So, cause the, the camera has to focus on it. I don't know if you guys can tell that the cow has this very interest. like there's so much personality in the face of the cow. Put it all on her for a second, Traven, so that we can see the cow, uh, bigger up. He just has this, he's, his head is cocked to the side and he has this look on him. And I, all I could think the first time I saw it was, is, is Wyatt painting from memory sometimes or is yeah, it- this is from a photograph? I love it. Well, he captured that cow's expression and I was going to keel over and die if he'd done it from memory because look at even the shadow on that. It's just crazy good. So I love that it's already sold. Will you do us a favor and every week will you show feature a painting for us? Yes, I will do that. Because uh, I love, love, love this. And and now if people want to see more of his paintings and maybe somebody out there is like, look, I need to have one of these paintings because I think everybody feels that way. How how would we look at more paintings and potentially purchase Nancy? They can go on his Facebook and Instagram pages, which are why
0: underscore autism okay. and why art autism. Both of them are why art autism. They'll find him under there. Okay. So
1: W-Y-A-R-T A-R-T, underscore autism. autism. Okay. Brilliant, brilliant painter. You put up one the other day that has been my favorite for the longest time. The one that he did that was, is mixed media.
0: Yeah.
1: And, uh, did Shaves. somebody buy
0: I'll show Shaves. that next week. I'll show it. next. Did somebody week. buy that yet? Not yet.
1: All right, well, I'm going to have to get in the bidding war here because <laughs> uh, I, I I got a new office that I'm moving into because we're getting back in right. the studio. So anyway, we have guests that are waiting and... Oh, I can't can wait. ...take us the 20 rest 20 of the 20 show 20. just to read their resumes.
0: Okay, I'm just going to kind of go straight from the resumes here because there's so much.
1: Oh, my gosh, these women have done so much.
0: Violet Sasson, she is the founder, and I think I'm pronouncing it correctly, Shannon Magallum, uh, uh, Community Circles. She's the founder of it. She's the proud mother of Yaron, who was diagnosed with autism at two years old. As a young mother, Islet took it upon herself to be Yaron's advocate by giving him a safe and welcoming space into the world. And she looked for ways to integrate him with different programs, which is how Magallum was born. Um, She is involved with many uh, local special needs programs. She's been invited several times to be a keynote speaker at charity events like the Jewish Federation of Los Angeles and the Scouts. She graduated from Tadmor Hotelier School in Israel, as well as has an accounting degree and was a teacher at Shabbat of Agurah for nine years. And we're gonna hear how she is not only a champion to yard, she has four children, Shannon. I wanna know how she does that. And does all this. So that's uh, Ayelet. Uh, Her partner, Rachel Wiseman, is the CFO and COO of McGollum. And she was so touched and moved by Ayelet's life story, she was excited to apply her business sense to the endeavor. And uh, at age 10, Rachel became a certified counselor and organized weekly meetings and activities for kids in her community. She was a lieutenant in the IDF. Uh, she managed her special army program, helping struggling women acquire prof- a profession, guiding them to a better place in society. She has a degree in physical education, and she's raised two wonderful daughters. And uh, we're excited to hear about her um, involvement with Magallan. So, welcome to the show, ladies.
1: Do we have them there? There we They're are. Silent. Thank you for hosting us, guys. So thrilled that you are here. Do we also is is it Rachel or Raquel? Rachel Rachel is Rachel here too, Traven. Do we have Rachel yet? She's in the waiting room I know. Uh she's there. We're not seeing her camera. So um Tr- Traven's going to work with her to I see that she's there but we don't have her her camera feed. Uh so we'll see if we can get that working. But let's let's go ahead with you, Ayelet. Sure while with you, Ayelet.
0: Yes, let's talk with. Are we pronouncing it correctly, first of all? Magalim. So my name is Ayelet. And
2: Ayelet? Ayelet. And the organization name is Magalim Community Circle.
0: Magalim. Magalim. Okay. So and what, what does that mean, Ayelet? Magalim in Hebrew, it's circles. Okay, great. Circle. And so tell one, us what tell us what Magdalene community circles, what their mission is. Um we
2: have a few missions. We have uh first of all that our kids will be acknowledged in the community. So we are big in inclusion. So everything that we do, we do it with the community. So either with teenagers or with friends that are coming and participating in classes and events. This is one thing that's very important to us. The second thing is that like every second mom will tell you that they want to break the glass walls. They want their kids to, that everyone will know that they exist. The fact that they are very quiet and sometimes nonverbal, like my son mean that they're not here and I want everyone to know that they are taking a very big part of growing up with the
0: rest of the people here. So being a part is very important to us. And great. We have Rachel with us now. And Rachel, we're going to get to you in a minute.
1: Um... And I want to know, ladies, uh, you know, one of the things that we, we your stories are so inspirational, but one of the things we read was that Rachel was so inspired by your story, Ayolette that uh, that she had to be involved with this. So tell us a little bit about your story and your son and how um, th- things going on with your son inspired you to do what you're doing.
2: Uh, first of all, um, Yarin, my son, yesterday, not yesterday, the day before, March 6th, turned 26th. Mm. So um, we opened we started the organization five years ago when Yarin turned 21 and we finished high school. And I was with the, with Rachel, my partner on a hike, and I was telling her that I'm very concerned about what's going on now. Like what happened when they done high school? What's out there in the community waiting for them? And I didn't have any answer because I think all the day programs and the the other programs are a little bit challenging for us because my son is low function, nonverbal, needs an aid all day. Like I wasn't in a place that I can count on someone to do what we are doing. So I expressed my worries to her and I told her that I that my goal is to open something for him and for friends like him. And she said, you know what? Let's do it. And we had another person with us, and it was like from bringing it to, verbalizing it to Rachel, and she has this charm to take things and to make it happen. And here we are, five years after. Rachel, can we
1: clone you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so welcome. But what an amazing person. Talk to us about what it was that you heard and saw that made you go yes. Uh you know what it's um
3: first of all, Ayelet is such an inspiring person. Uh without her you know, her life story, she's a a unique person. Uh, You will always see her with smile, always hear like positive attitude. So with that said, um, seeing her um, cope with raising a child and hearing the issue, and I was in a time in my life where I was like, okay, I want to do something else. You know, I got to the age that the girls are older, the business is established and i'm looking for something else to do and with my background little bit of business and education um, i decided that's it you know let's let's make a difference and with with a, just an army of volunteers that we have in the community it was really possible and we are stealing we are still you know every every year we have a different goal and every year we're trying to reach that goal. So with small steps, we are really making a huge things in the community. And when you say the word Magalim in the community, it just you won't. It, it just amazing to see so much love that we get, so much support. It's like it's amazing. Uh, so it was really easy and easy things, you know, to. To go with with a yellow life dream, it's a dream that was uh, wo- was born not because it was, you know, it, it because of the necessity that to bring some solution uh, to all these amazing special needs uh, kids and to to do something to include them, uh, integrate them with with the community to create social event for them just to break this loneliness that they're facing all the time and to be included in events that there wasn't something like that before Muggling was uh, founded.
0: Yes, I can attest to how much joy the kids get out of the events. My son went to the Valentine's dance party a couple of weeks ago and he absolutely loved it. It was such a well-run event I mean, I can't say enough about your volunteers and the people that work with you. It was really marvelous. Um,
3: It's electrifying. A person, you know, what we are—we tried so many times, Ayelat and I, and other volunteers, to describe exactly what's going on in an event, and it's just hard to find the word to describe what's going on—the atmosphere, the Really, the love that is going on and the, the happy smiles that you have on the kids, that the shiny eyes, it's it just something that you cannot really um, describe in words. You have to be there to feel um, the electrifying atmosphere that there is inside this room.
0: It's fantastic. I just begrudgingly took away from the kitchen table the uh... Thing that he made for me—it was so creative—with a CD and a paper plate and hearts—and um, that he made for me for Valentine's Day. So I just—I can't say enough good things about it. We Tell have, us about, by
2: the way, we have such a beautiful picture with your son. I know I got some of them. I I'll let you know. No, no.
0: But uh, did you get the whole album? Yes, I did. Thank you so much for that. I can't believe in addition yeah. to everything else you've done, you, got, you captured those wonderful moments. Can you tell us about some of the regular classes and programs that um, Magalim holds?
2: Yes. So uh, during the week, we have every day almost a class. Like Monday, we have art. Tuesday, we have valuable t- Display that play with Professional two uh, two professional uh, coaches and with them there are teenagers from the community that are coming to just volunteer and with them. So um, Wednesday and Thursday was cooking and baking that it's now on hold until we will find the facility to do that. Uh, we used to have a place that unfortunately with COVID they had to shut down. Saturday we have a nice great Zumba class and it is at a dance studio. On Sunday we have a musical class that it's an amazing, amazing uh, 13 teens that took themselves either with an instrument or with their voices or just bringing together their, their um, abilities and bringing, we are now creating a show for them that we will talk a little bit further after I will keep telling you the whole classes we have. Um, we have another class uh, that it's in a private gym. It's a workout class. Um, with that being said, we have once a month, another baking class. Um, and I am hope that I'm not missing anything. Once in a while we do lecture for parents or any kind of uh,
1: activity that, it, that it's not on a typical. Yeah. Um, I want to know more about those special events because that Valentine's Day dance sounds like it was absolutely amazing. Do you guys do regular sort one, of special events? Yeah, uh,
2: once a month we have a party that's coming up this Sunday we have a carnival party so it's amazing just to see the you know it started this is the party thank you for bringing the flyer yes um and it's amazing to see that we are just throwing the question to our volunteers who is taking upon himself to run this um event like every month a few other people joining and taking upon themselves to run the 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 show and it, it's absolutely amazing and the it's all wonderful. and the kids are coming to this event you see them like in a different light you see them at the day how they are you know their routine and when they walk into the place that we do it every time it's like a different personality and there is a greeter in the in the front greeting them and giving them the sticker with their name and they walk in to see so many loving people that are just waiting for them, just waiting to dance with them, to share their love with them, to just give them an attention and love. That's it. And uh, my dog wants to be on Sorry. Yeah. It's all
1: good. You can see we like dogs. Oh, magic. how beautiful, how pretty. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so so this, I'm telling you the events are, it, it's like magic. It's like Rachel described it. The posture of the kids start with this when they walk in and just seeing them on the dance floor. And after that, seeing them socializing, holding hands, like where is the autism? Where where is this bubble that usually puts them so lonely? Here you see them and the volunteer is like a bridge. He's holding one hand here and one hand here, and then he puts them together and dance with them. So, for a second or a minute or or an hour and a half that the party is on, there's no autism. Everyone can do whatever he wants. Jump like a a kangaroo, make sounds like a, a cow, whatever. It's amazing, really. I'm I'm telling you. I don't know who is winning who here, if we, the volunteer, or them, the participants. Exactly,
0: yeah. yeah. I actually had a friend that saw Wyatt at the Valentine's event and said to me, he's so social and friendly, and I thought, well, it must have been the environment and the atmosphere.
2: Yeah. It is, it is. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. tell we, us yeah. about, you know, you talk about how the kids changed. What? What do you see as some of the impact you have witnessed as the result of the programs? Um, I tell you for
2: sure, more social skills, more friends. Um, from my personal experience, I learned and know so many people that attending as volunteers and becoming friends of us that open life for my son. Now he's, he's 26 and he's not going to any day program, but he is going every day to at least one or two businesses to volunteer in. So the people that we got to know from Magalim opened their doors to young adults with special needs to come volunteer in their business. This is one very, very important thing that I had in mind when we opened Magalim that people will know Yarin People will know Wyatt, that people will know Tome with so many, and Amit and and Noah, and so other friends of us that are dealing with what's going to happen with them later on in life.
0: Uh Uh-huh, I'm looking at that right now, Ayelet. You know, Wyatt is 20, and as so many of us parents dread what they call falling off the cliff, or from classroom to couch, we live in fear of that time. Yeah. I'm already trying to figure out what's going to happen to Wyatt, you know, investigating day programs and looking at activities, but it is it's a very fearful time, isn't it?
2: Yes, it is. And because Yarin needs a one-on-one 24/7, I need to find him the places that I know who is hiring him or making him volunteer. And I know where he's going. And I know that he's not with a group of five or six kids that it's more stressful for him. Like, you know, each child or each young adult they are not child anymore, has his own needs. And I think us moms know the kids and their needs. And if we can build them some kind of a safety environment, I'm blessed. To, to do that and with the cooperation of the community and Rachel and, and other people that joined Magalim, it's, it, it's making it happen, you know? It, it's just, I know that in the future, God forbid that I won't be here, I will have some kind of a platform that he will know what to do, he will know where he's going, I'm not alone. And this is what I want to create also for the moms that they will have some kind of a channel between them that can discuss um, issues that we want to raise in Magalim that will maybe live together in the future. Like to really buy a house together, let's make it happen. They need to leave the house in a, like he's 26, hold him here forever, but it's not fair for my younger kids. I have four.
0: I know. I, I cannot believe you have four children. How do you do it? I just for, you know, I can imagine having one special needs child. How do you do it with four children, one with special needs?
2: You I'm juggling all day. and Two of my kids were on an IP all their life. But I want to take the, the time that we have and to tell you about amazing things that are going on in Magalim that you will be aware and share. So, Rachel, you want to tell them about the musical production?
3: Sure. So, just a little bit about, um, I wanted just to add a few words about our monthly events. So, just imagine that, you know, every every end of like tower June, we look at the calendar, we look at the date, and then we have... We mark already 10 dates for main uh, events. And every every month is a different event, totally different from the other, different teams. And in general, every event we have dance. So we have a live DJ, we have uh, dancers that, uh, professional dancers that will come and lead the dance. And in addition to that, we have the team of the event, whether it's a carnival, whether it's a uh, love to dance, whether it's a festival of lights, really every month it's a, it's something different. And we, the volunteers work so hard. It's a lot of work to plan it and, and, you know, bring it to life. So that's something that uh, I would like also to thank all the Magali volunteers for doing a fabulous uh, job and giving so much from their heart. It's it just, there is no word to really come and thank them as uh, As for the upcoming event, uh, so we have um, on Sunday, um, the carnival and and a dance party as well. And uh, the following month we have on April, April 3rd at 5 PM, we are going to have a musical performance. Oh, thank you for the flyer. Uh, So as you see, we have uh, 12 musical stores. This is how we call them in Magalim, they are. so uh, we have them. In addition, we collaborate with uh, local um, musical, uh, professional uh, musicians who comes every week and work with these kids. So if we have 12 kids in the class, so we have six volunteers who so will come and work with them. And it, the ages could be, you know, 40 years old, or it could be a 30, th- 13 years old who will come and, and Uh, play the drums and help with creating this uh, musical. Uh, They worked uh, before COVID and they were ready for a show. And then we end up, you know, everything was uh, closed down. So they didn't end up uh, really performing. But since uh, September, they're really working up again and and doing, you know, giving so much of themselves. for you know to be able to shine on the stage and, and to show their abilities. And this is one of the most amazing things that I learned through knowing what, what's autism, what's the disabilities and what and and there's so much ability with each child, which is you know, uh, for people who are not aware, uh, it, it's really sometimes even a shock because you don't really expect that. So we have, for example, we have um, an amazing, amazing performer. She She's uh, about 14, 15 years old already, and she is the soloist of this show. And you will see her uh, wandering all around, and once she gets the microphone, she is focusing on the task, and she's singing like, you know, my my skin is with chills just from her voice. And this is something that everyone must come and see what's going to be on stage. And we are so excited about that. It's going to be in uh, in uh, Madrid uh, Performing Arts Center in Canoga Park on April 3rd. Um, and in addition to that, we're going to have guest dancers. One of them is Death, totally death, and he's able to communicate with his partner and to dance, and this is this is showing abilities over the the disability, over overcoming the disability, and this is something going to be really one of a kind, and everyone is so excited about that. Uh, the next, uh, I think. Um, We have another event that is also special because it's a collaboration with another organization. Uh, It's going to be ATV, lots of fun, an outdoor event. And this is going to be real excitement uh, for the whole family with barbecue and it's lots of volunteers. So that's going to be a very fun event as well.
2: I wanna add something. This is, I believe, the second or the third year that we are doing it with them. And a lot of our friends own an ATV. So, what we are doing is um, they are bringing their tools. We are inviting the participants. They are taking them on the ride with the ATV. It's so much fun. And it's, you know, a lot of excitement and the adrenaline. It's like, wow dirty and dust and but it's so much fun to be in nature and then when we finish this there is like a huge um a table with barbecue and and a lot of really food and love and and dancing and dj and fun and love really I, I'm, I'm putting a lot of effort to um, to to make people understand that this is Magalim, this is the circles, this is the holding hands of the community and our kids. And this is what warms my heart all the time. Yes.
1: Well, I think it warms all of our hearts, but I think at this point, all of our viewers wanna know where is this happening? Like, is this only in Southern California? and and if it is let's first start by letting people in southern california know how can they get a hold of you how can they get more information but then i want to ask if 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 there are people that are in other places in the world who look at this what you're doing and say hey you've already found this formula we want to duplicate it if you're thinking at all about that but let's start with locally how do people find you uh
3: i can i can tell about that so basically We are young uh, five years we don't have our own facility this is something that we surely looking for the one or two um (laughs) with little pocket and big heart uh, to help us um, have our own place Uh, right now we uh, juggle between facilities Uh, we rent so it's something that it's really this is one of our um, goal. It's actually our immediate goal to find a place where we can bring back our cooking and baking classes and and just have everything under one roof. Um,
2: to create a center, to create a center.
3: Yeah, to create a center exactly. And uh, as for if I think uh, Ayelet can mention um, about uh, the one that do not live here and really learn about how we work and we help them. Can you tell about uh, Atlanta?
2: Yeah. so um, three years ago we were reached out by a nice lady that wanted to open Magalim in Atlanta and we helped her establish um, something similar. We were too young to, to duplicate ourselves to another facility from two people that working here in my house and the Rachel in her house it was hard to run both. So we gave her the tools. We, we are here to support with everything that she needs and she took it and, you know, amazing. They have in Atlanta an organization that try to copy what we are doing. And again, they're doing amazing. Really. Most of the information that uh, people are looking for can be reached on the website. So maagalimcircles.org is the website. And hopefully in the future, we will have a physical center that everyone can just come raise the glove if they want to add something of their own. We are here. The platform is here. I'm always telling parents that if they want to raise the glove and to start something to, if their kid likes basketball and they want to open a basketball team, we are here to help them. We have a... 501C3, the nonprofit. We can help them put it out there in the community to find volunteers to come. But we need the parent to work on that because again, it's only us volunteers. Hard, and the fa- the Facebook, and the Instagram are two stages that we are always trying to put stuff out there. But I think. This is the main, the the website. The website is very, Rachel is the one that runs the website. She's doing an amazing job.
0: Yes. What is the website where people can find you?
2: Magalimcircles.org.
1: And for those that are listening in podcasts, a lot of our viewers are listeners. They're listening in their car or on a walk. So Magalim is spelled M A A g-a-l-i-m so it's m-a-a-g-a-l-i-m circles.org circles Circles, plural so um you guys will definitely want to check that out i just think it's amazing what you guys are doing uh and for so many people who are out there and feel like the answer isn't there we always tell them here on the show first go look and see if somebody's already doing the thing that is your dream and if they aren't, then think about partnering with someone else and making it, exactly. which is what you did. Yes.
3: Or approach us with an idea and maybe we can, you know, help and, and make it happen.
1: There you Whereas, go.
3: Um, we have a, a mother of one of uh, Magalim kids who she was actually was the one who raised the glove and started teaching cooking. So that's one example,
1: right? And I understand from looking at your website, you guys are always looking for volunteers—people to come in and be partners at uh, with the people who are participating with the events, and teachers to come and teach things like cooking. If if somebody wants to volunteer their time, how would they go about doing that? Website. Website. Yes
3: it's under the about there is um, they, they can join the two ways so basically i think the first thing intuitively is go look for activities that you like and you see okay i like zumba i like dancing i will click on volunteer dancing zumba class and then you just go through the process of telling who you are and then you register and then you come to the class so the same is for the event events, anything that you see, just go to the event page and just click register whether you are a participant or whether you are a volunteer. And
1: Wonderful. we have
3: a donate button for the one who want to donate as well.
1: We love that too. Nancy, I wanna know how did you first find out about this to take Wyatt to the Valentine's Day dance? Who told you? Well, I have a group of uh,
0: moms that are in the autism community. And one of them texted me with the event and said, we're going, how about you? And there were about eight moms on the thread, and a lot of us said our kids. And I had actually, I believe, met Ayolette at uh, a party of one of these moms a couple of years ago. And Yaren was in uh, swimming at Agora High with Wyatt. So Wyatt used to see him on Sunday. So it's a tight-knit community of special needs moms, right, Ayala? Yeah. And we all share information. So I was fortunate enough to hear about it. I was and- telling
2: yesterday that the best information that I got in life was only from parents, one to another. And, you know, the, either the state or the regional center or other organization that is out there for us not really reaching out and telling us it's something that we need all the time to just find and and, and this is it, it itself work just to do this googling all the time and when another thing is that when when families are coming to our events there is um a side a hole that had chairs and tables and you see the parents that doesn't need to be all the time with their kids, sitting there and talking. They have an hour and a half to themselves, just to, you know what, introduce themselves to one another, share information, uh, just be with themselves. Uh, I saw last time, mom, that brought a book. You know, uh, sometimes it's just to see them taking an hour and a half to themselves, just to enjoy. And again, it's depend on the level of the kid. If there is a kid that needs, you know, full on board stuff on him, it's fine as well. You know, they they can dance with them on the dance floor. It's very open. There's no rules. This is what nice. You can do really whatever you like doing. You feel like dancing, dance. I'm telling moms sometimes just join us and jump hear the music and jump. It's like some kind of a release, you know, one can take a book and do the meditation. And for me, I need music. I need dancing. This is what's recharging me. I need people. So
1: just by that, create some kind of an energy that makes you feel good. I love that you brought up that not everybody's going to need the same thing, and that if somebody needs support, that the support is welcome. But I'm I'm guessing that you that if somebody needs full on support, they should bring their support with them. Is that right. correct? Right.
0: Yes. Your we do. And your events allow an aide or a parent to come with the child. Is that correct?
2: Yes. Before COVID, we allowed everyone to join, but now. We are trying to limit the number we, we started with 30, we raised it to 50. Now when the everything is a little bit better now, it will be 60, but not more than that. We closed the registration. We were sold out last time and you know, at the door, we let there's no coming at the door. There's no, but there was like a, a brother like two two siblings of the same family that miscommunicated themselves. So we allowed him, but 60 is the top that limit that we are putting because we are still in a, some kind of COVID restrictions, even less or more, but we need to take care of our kids. Yes. Yes,
1: and this is at this current facility that you're renting. What city is that based in? Woodland Hills. Woodland Hills. Okay, well, that's pretty central. Uh, pretty remarkable. But your dream would be to have your own place, that's your own center. And and as I think you said, Rachel, you need someone with a big uh a, a big heart and a big wallet. Was that what you said? It could
3: be many.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> it could be many with uh, medium size, or you know what we learned. Basically, Magalim, we are founded just by. Um, People Donation. like us in the community, one you know, subscribe for eighteen dollar or ten dollar a month, and one you know comes to the gala or the other contributes extra in addition to the tickets. Or, but this is this is where we get uh, our funds. We don't have any any other source for 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 you know for money. And hundred percent, what what's unique about Magalim community circles is like. Uh, unlike many other nonprofit organizations, we really run by volunteers. Um, at, and I, we, we don't get any paycheck, nothing. It's all of our hours, and, and all of our volunteers are purely 100% volunteers. And uh, so that's the nice thing that all of the money that donated, contributed to Magalim, goes to the kids. And, uh, you know, with all the magic that we do, we still need some more money in our bank account in order to to go to the next step and have a facility and, and offer more program for the kids during the morning time. And even in the evening, you know, they can come in the evening and just just think about that from after dinner, they can come, watch movie, popcorn, play a few games together and, and go back home at nine o'clock. So that we have so many ideas, but we don't have the facility yet. So right now we're just doing magics from, or whatever we can do. So that's Um, something that will be amazing. If we. I want to
2: add something, I was sorry, I add something, um, having the center, my next dream is to open a day program. So for them to come learn skills and then to commute with the, um, businesses out there that we will work with them. Let's say some business needs sorting. We will let them sort and bring it to the business. Like some kind of a bridge again, between them and the community. And at the day program, they can do so much. We are thinking of baking cookies and selling them at the market. Like my dreams are in, as somewhere in the sky, like I'm not, I'm all day. I have so many things that I'm planning. We, we have by the way another event coming up. We don't have a date yet, but um I am going to participate in a marathon, 10k, and all my friends want to do um to collaborate with Magalim. Each runner will take a special need or a teen with special abilities and we run with him some kind of a path that we will create for them. So we will win this together. You know, it will be so amazing. We have so many things planned ahead of us that, wow, I can sit here
1: and talk to you forever. Uh, And we could talk to you forever, but we are out of time. But I want to say this, you know, our um, Autism Live is now a part of the Autism Network. And we're about to move into our new studio facilities next month. And I want to partner with you. Let's find some, we're going to be having some interns and we're going to be having some people on the spectrum working with us. And we'll, let's, let's work together and, you know, maybe have uh, a day where they get to come and visit and see the studio and uh, see if anybody is excited or interested because we're very hardcore about making sure that. Whenever we have a piece of art now on the show or have an opportunity to hire somebody that we're hiring people on the spectrum, even, you know, that our interns, that we're, when we're training people to do something with us, that we're only hiring people who are on the spectrum. So um, let's partner together, let's work together. But we are out of time, but I wanna thank you ladies. I know Nancy feels the same way. Thank what you. amazing thank you. Thank you. women What dynamos you, you
0: both are. You're both so inspirational. We really appreciate you joining us today and sharing your mission and your marvelous work with your organization. Thank
3: Thank you you. for
1: the fun. Our honor. Sorry. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank Thank you you so much. Bye-bye. And we've got just uh, 40 seconds here, Nancy. I do want to say that on Monday's show, you know, tomorrow on Fridays, we play uh, the best of, um, but then on Monday's show... We are welcoming for the first time in a couple of years, Dr. Jonathan Tarbox. Oh, I love Jonathan. I know, he's the bestest, right? I just was at a conference and got to sit on a panel with him and just to be able to sit next to him, I was like, oh, this is the best. He is uh, somebody who's a mover and shaker in the field of autism and can't wait to talk with him on monday it's the first time in a long time he has his own playlist on our channel because he's done the show so many times before but it's been a couple of years so and then on tuesday we'll have dr Doreen grampy shay back and then on wednesday we have a whole host of things but i can't i can never remember that far ahead uh but it's a big week next week a very big week next week as we ramp up into april so excited to be here with you nancy excited to be here with all of you giving everybody a hug we'll be back to uh tomorrow and and certainly live on monday until then give yourselves a hug for me no i give your kiddos you do you do the 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 kiddos kiddos. give your kiddos a hug for me and yourselves a hug for me there we go all right bye-bye for now bye-bye